1: And a touchdown.
0: Fell into the middle of that line. And it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder. 85 yards. There was contact with the quarterback and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was
1: Adams who came blitzing in. He'll hit Hit immediately he got the handoff. And (laughs) that's the q (laughs) Oh my gosh. Listen,
2: thank you.
3: From the TOJ Digital Studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet1. And I was planning on doing a mailbag today, part two on the weekend, as we usually do. But of course, We've got the breaking news with Jamal Adams getting traded to the Seattle Seahawks. I was surprised. Had a bunch of programming built for next week, too, all around discussing the situation. We're going to talk about it with Manish. John Grello is coming on for a two-parter to dissect the PR aspect of this. But all that's kind of out the window now because Adams goes to the Seahawks. He goes with a fourth-round pick in exchange. The Jets get back a first-rounder this year in the upcoming draft 2021, a first-rounder in 2022. They get a third-rounder, and they get themselves Bradley McDougal, who will be their starting safety to take Jamal Adams' place. So Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com, is here. Joe, I got to be honest with you. This is way more than I ever expected the Jets to be able to get, and I have to give credit to Corbin Smith of SI, He said weeks ago that the Seahawks were very serious about Adams, and he expected them to be willing to pay a very heavy price because the Seahawks are one of the teams in the NFL, I would imagine there aren't a lot of them, that believe that the key to building a successful defense is having an elite secondary. Jamal Adams helps give them that. He gives them their cam chancellor, and they were willing to give up. A huge haul, and we'll get to the comparisons to the other superstars that have been traded recently in just a bit. But first, Joe, I know you and Connor did a long show on Badlands about this. And if you're not subscribed, go over to Podbean or, of course, at Jay Caparoso or at Connor J. Rogers on Twitter. And the link is up there. I'm assuming you agree with me, even though we haven't really talked about this in depth. Because the last time we spoke about Adams, we both felt there was no way they were getting two firsts. And they didn't just get two firsts, they got more.
4: Yeah. I I mean, my initial reaction was just surprise and being very happy with the volume uh, of assets they got back. I I was thinking a first-round pick and maybe a player, a first-round pick, and maybe a middle-round pick or a second-middle-round pick combined with it. But to get two first-rounders, a quality starting safety to immediately replace Adams, and a third-round pick while only sending back a fourth with Adams, wildly exceeded my expectations. Clearly – you know, Seattle is very serious about doing what they need to do to get Adams. And for the Jets, it was time to shake things up and stop trying to build the roster the way they've been trying to build it seemingly for this entire past decade, uh, with so many resources potentially not into their offense and to, so many potential resources not into traditionally premium positions. Douglas has now put his mark on this franchise. This trade will get evaluated on how he actually delivers on these picks, but – He now has the assets necessary uh, to build around Sam Darnold If he can make good use of having so much draft flexibility now By adding two more first-round picks over the next two years Which could potentially be a game-changer for the organization
3: Joe, to your point, Daniel Jeremiah had something on his Twitter about this He said, the Jets need to invest picks and free agency in the premium positions They need offensive tackle We know that they got backed in, but long-term We don't know what they're going to do at right tackle Edge rushers and cornerbacks, they now have the resources to get that done. I mentioned the other reasons it makes sense for both teams right here. Now, we know that Daniel Jeremiah has connections to Joe Douglas because they work together with the Ravens, so he's very familiar with the way that Douglas builds a team. Plus, he had some good information leading up to the draft. And Daniel Jeremiah is just a very plugged-in guy in addition to knowing what he's doing anyway, so no big surprise here. But I think that this goes along with what Mike Lombardi said. Your old friend Mike Lombardi said on his podcast That the two types of players that you will typically see get money and be able to draw major compensation in a trade are guys that can get to the quarterback, so an edge rusher, or even an inside guy if he can do something like Aaron Donald can, just to... Interior rusher that's elite or somebody who can lock down the opposing team's number one receiving option jamal adams doesn't do either of those two things so you had to figure like you said maybe they get a first and a player or a first and a mid-round pick For them to be able to get this kind of haul is really remarkable. Trevor Sikema had a really good post on this. Trevor, of course, writes for the Draft Network, and he covered the Tampa Bay Bucks for quite a while. And here's what he had to say about this. He compared it to Khalil Mack. Here's what the Bears got for Mack. A first-rounder in 2019, a sixth-rounder in 2019, a 2021st. And a 2023. And here's what the Jets got for Jamal Adams and a fourth. By the way, a second rounder went with Khalil Mack to the Bears. The Jets traded a fourth and Adams for a first, a third, a first, and a player and a starter at that who's actually pretty good. And then he follows it up with, I mean, Jamal Adams is now the best edge rusher in Seattle, so I guess that price sort of makes sense. And then follows that up with another joke that Jamal Adams' six and a half sacks in 2019 would have led the Seahawks defense. In sacks. But it really is interesting, Joe, because the two things you take out of this is that Joe Douglas really wanted those picks to rebuild the premium positions, as you said, and as Daniel Jeremiah pointed out. And then you look at the price paid and what Lombardi and Trevor Sikema said really sticks out to you. Players like Jamal Adams, for as good as they are, typically don't command this type of compensation when they're also going to have to be paid. But the Jets found the right team, the one team that was in Super Bowl contention and felt like having that elite secondary was crucial to their Super Bowl chances. And so Joe Douglas played this exactly right.
4: I agree, and I I think, you know,
3: first-time GM,
4: uh, there was going to be some questions about uh, his ability to handle this situation, and I think he did a good job being patient, like you said, and then getting a higher haul than mostly anyone could have reasonably expected. And he he set a good precedent that he's not going to get bullied around in negotiations, uh, which is important early in his tenure and you know the fact that he was able to play this and handle it very well is a very good sign for a general manager in a very difficult situation right now considering as head coach in the Jets ownership situation at the moment uh, and it's you just have to hope that these picks really become the foundation of a strong offense around Sam Darnold but in the vacuum of what he got back for Adams. You have to be ecstatic about how this played out. He did not sell him, you know. He did not trade him off for uh, pennies on the dollar. He didn't go crazy and pay him twenty one or twenty two million dollars a year. He waited and he got excellent value back, especially comparatively to other deals uh, that could have been consider- considered similar in recent years. So, Jet fans should fee- feel happy and reassured that this job isn't over Douglas's head uh, at this point.
1: test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family
2: no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
4: play like a jet play like a jet
3: Joe, I think we both agree that Douglas had no pressure on him to get something done right now because for all everybody wants to talk about how it was going to be awkward at training camp and how he took shots at Gase, we knew that Adams was going to report. He said it himself to Manish in the Daily News. So it's not like he was going to hold out. He was going to come in and play, and he was going to have to play at a high level if he wanted that contract either from the Jets or from somebody else. So Joe Douglas was in a position where he could sit back and let this come to him. If somebody made him the type of offer he was looking for, fine. If not, he could keep Jamal Adams. It's not like the situation that happened with Keyshawn Johnson, although there are parallels there. Because obviously both Keyshawn Johnson and Jamal Adams are known for being talkers. Both guys end up getting shipped out for two first-rounders. They were both superstars at their positions, although I would argue that Adams was more elite than Keyshawn Johnson at the time. But Keyshawn had to be paid right away because he was basically threatening to hold out, and he wanted his big payday. Adams, you knew that you could wait at least another year before you made a move, so it's really interesting how this played out. Joe played it cool, and it worked out. And Seattle was the team that, as I said, Corbin Smith had identified a couple of weeks ago as the most likely trade partner. And, Joe, with all this talk about Dallas, Seattle just snuck in there. According to Manish, also, they've been talking for weeks. And they went in deciding that Jamal Adams is that missing piece that could put them over the top. And so they were willing to pay and pay big.
4: They did. I mean, look, I I think, you know, Seattle kind of came into this process a little later as a serious contender, there was all this on <laughs> Dallas, and you know, Adams sent out the list to Schefter. And then, you know, cl- clearly Seattle is in a, a, a system where they're trying to compete every single year. They have, you know, the second best quarterback in the NFL, arguably in Russell Wilson behind Patrick Mahomes. They have a coach that they've won a Super Bowl with and been to another Super Bowl with, so they're comfortable with that infrastructure and think that with Adams, that they're going to be able to find a way to work into a long-term deal that he's excited about. And I think Adams will be really good there. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think anyone's ever questioned that Jamal Adams is a great football player. I just think the relationship was irrevocably broken here and the Jets needed to get as much value as they possibly could and reapproach how they were building their roster. And they had an opportunity to do that here and they took advantage of it uh, in terms of really stocking up on draft picks and have an opportunity to do something transformational will their roster in these next few You know, let's see how everything shakes out, of course, with the pandemic. But they're going to have a ton of draft capital and a lot of flexibility to either stay put and add a lot of, you know, highly valued players in the draft classes or trade those picks for veterans or get flexible in how they move up and down the draft board. So uh, it's more draft capital flexibility than they've had in a very, very long time. Uh, and it gives Douglas an opportunity to really put his stamp on this franchise. And we've said consistently that, this is an evaluated evaluation year, whether fans want to hear it or not. The Jets are giving out a bunch of one-year contracts. They have a coaching staff they're likely to move on from after this year unless the team overachieves. And this trade goes along with that vibe. The Jets are trying to build to compete in 2021 and through 2023, 2024, uh, more so than this year. And these picks allow them to continue to do that. And I honestly think this is a six or seven win team with Adams and a six or seven win team without Adams this year.
3: Comparing what happened with this trade to fairly recent trades That the Jets had made involving their superstar players The most recent one was Darrell Revis. They got a first and a fourth from Tampa Bay they did end up getting Sheldon Richardson with that first rounder. They turned around and got trade ammo to get Sam Darnold. So it wasn't a total wash. Before that, John Abraham getting traded to Atlanta for the 29th pick. Mike Tannenbaum and Eric Mangini made the most of that, went out and got Nick Mangold. So that worked out very well. And Keyshawn Johnson getting traded for the 13th and 27th picks in the 2000 draft. John Abraham was one of the picks, and he was awesome before they traded him and ended up turning it into Nick Mangold, so that was great. But the other one was Anthony Beck, can't win them all. So the Jets actually have done okay In these deals where they're trading superstars Again, the Rebus one didn't work out perfectly But Sheldon Richardson was pretty good And then they ended up getting trade ammo for Darnold So it's not like they've gone out and gotten pennies on the dollar And it's not like these have all been busts for them But as you said, now Joe Douglas is going to have to take These picks and he's going to have to Hit on them there's just no way around It I did also find it interesting Joe what Le'Veon Bell's reaction Was to this trade he wrote People do all the hooting and hollering To get you brought in just to leave LOL like people weird Yo the internet got these dudes doing Whatever for attention even when they Tell you stuff they don't believe themselves Clear shot at Jamal Adams I don't see how there's any way you read it Otherwise and if you think about it Le'Veon Bell's got an interesting point A year ago, Jamal Adams was doing everything but stalking him at his house to get him to come to the Jets. He comes here, and then less than a year later, he's already asking for a trade, and now he's forced his way out of town. So if you're Le'Veon Bell, this is a really weird situation, but you have to imagine that while this is business, Le'Veon Bell, deep down, is more than annoyed.
4: I don't doubt it. I mean, I think he was clearly referring to Adams there, and I think... (laughs) it's a sentiment that some of us have discussed and I'm sure some fans feel and you can't hold anything against Jamal Adams in terms of wanting to make as much money as possible and uh, being a very good football player who feels that he's due to be compensated in a certain way that that's fine. That's part of the business. But if you're going to talk very vocally about changing the culture and being built different and all this other stuff, and then handle your contract this way, uh, people are going to react negatively to it. So you know, at the end of the day, he was a very good player on the field for the Jets. He did not change the culture at all. They were terrible the three years before he got here. They were terrible the three years with him. They're probably going to be bad this year without him. But then maybe they'll be better, you know, without him uh, a couple of years from now. But it there was no major, you know, change to the culture, and he did show sort of a consistent pattern of, I don't know, somewhat thin skin on social media, uh, it, which I'm sure was grating on some other people in the locker room, and uh, was certainly starting to rub fans the wrong way. But Look, I think he'll thrive in Seattle on the field. I think Joe Douglas has earned a lot of trust uh, from the fans with ultimately how this was handled. And let's hope that they nail these picks, make Sam Darnold's life easier, and finally start building the roster the right way where they can actually break this playoff drought.
3: We can only hope we're going to have more on that Throughout the week here on play like a jet and I know Joe and Connor are going to have something on badlands Joe I'm sure you're going to have something On the turn on the jets podcast I have a few more things to get to But Joe I know you got a tight schedule Because we're getting close to midnight and if You don't get off the phone within the next Minute or two your wife might file For divorce I don't want that on my head So I'm going to let you get running Before you do though make sure that everybody Knows how they can subscribe to badlands So they can check out when you and Connor have been doing?
4: Just check out turnonthejets.podbean.com. You could subscribe there. It's $9.99. It covers you for the entire year. We're still doing uh, weekly episodes at this point. Now we've done two in three days, but yeah, we have a full initial reaction to uh, the Adams news and we're going to have much, much more coming on that feed, including a longer conversation with Manish about the whole situation in the coming week or so. So that's turnonthejets.podbean.com.
3: Well worth signing up for Badlands Not just because of the instant reaction From Joe and Connor But all the other things that they've been doing over there Including the 10 part docuseries And all the great guests they've been having as well So make sure to go to Podbean Or at Jay Caporoso on Twitter and at Connor J Rogers on Twitter, a couple more things I just want to get to before we wrap up Bradley McDougal and Jamal Adams both had messages for the fan bases that they are leaving here's what Jamal Adams had to say to Jets fans to New York and especially Jets fans I love you and will always love you you all will hold a special place in my heart forever when I came into the league you embraced me and watched me grow we went through it all together thank you for the love and support these three years Prez out. I think he liked being the Prez until he realized he wasn't going to win here. I think the losing took a toll on him. We've talked about this before, and he just couldn't handle it. This is the first time in his career that he didn't get a chance to pick where he played. He was on the Jets. They weren't winning. He wasn't sure they were going to win throughout his rookie deal. He didn't want to be 27 years old and stuck on a team that he felt was going nowhere. I'm sure he wasn't happy about Adam Gase, but I do think that he was specifically trashing him to win favor with Jets fans, but also to make the Jets uncomfortable and try to force their hands. So that's what he had to say to Jets fans. And then he had a message For Seahawks fans, he says you have a man on a mission, a man all in on winning a Super Bowl, being the best leader and teammate he can be, and a man who will give everything he has to the city of Seattle and to the 12s all across the world. Thank you for believing in me. Of course, I should point out that as a leader, he left a little bit to be desired running out of town when it looked like he couldn't win with the Jets. That's not typically what leaders do, but... Hopefully, for his sake, he matures as he gets to Seattle. We all know what a great player he is, but now he's on an actual Super Bowl contender. So you hope... He kind of knocks this off at least a little bit. Maybe tones it down a notch. Bradley McDougal, who is going to be the new starting safety for the Jets, he'll come in and take the place of Jamal Adams, at least for the time being. He says, From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to thank the Seahawks and the whole 12 fan base for not only giving me the opportunity but accepting me and making my time there memorable. Thank you for believing in me and allowing me to show my talents. Love forever. And for what it's worth... When looking into McDougal, and we're going to do more of this throughout the week, seems like a pretty solid safety. Is he going to light the world on fire? No, but he's a solid starter. He'll hold down the fort for a year or two, and this way the Jets don't have a gaping hole in the position where they just traded their best player. Let's talk a little bit about this from Seattle's standpoint, too. I don't know if this means they're out of the running for Jadavian Clowney. It just might. But here's what Corbin Smith had to say, and he's had really good information all the way throughout, so I figured I would share with you what he's talking about in terms of how this deal came together. He says, speaking with a source, Seahawks wavered for a bit on the second first rounder, but ultimately viewed Jamal Adams as the missing piece on a defense that battled consistency issues last season. Adding McDougal netted the fourth In return so in other words because the Jets Were willing to give up the fourth They got McDougal who will take Adams place right off the bat I think it's a smart move by Joe Douglas Because now they don't Have that major handicap that I was talking About of having to go to A backup level safety To start in that spot McDougal Comes in and he keeps that defense Competitive I'm sure that Greg Williams Is appreciative Corbin Smith Also says Seattle believes Adams will Help them against George Kittle And Tyler Higby within the Division while also being a key cog in stopping the run expect to see him Near the line a lot with digs As the deep safety so Again you're looking at a division where You've got the 49ers who are The team to beat they've got a Really strong running attack with that offensive Line and they've got Kittle who's one of The best tight ends in the league Jamal Adams Will help enormously with both of those Things Corbin Smith also says I write about this a little bit in my article, which you can check out if you follow Corbin on Twitter, at Corbin Smith NFL. But I think you will see a lot of three safety sets in Seattle. They'll use Adams like a linebacker sometimes. That'll be your big nickel, so to speak. Less base defense, more Marquis Blair. We all had a feeling the Jets were going to do something similar here with the arrival of Ashton Davis, that they were going to do a lot of three safety sets. So it makes sense from Seattle's standpoint. They may not have to necessarily pay him right away. Remember, he had said that if he went to one of the teams on his list, then he might be willing to not sign the extension right away. And now Seattle gets themselves an impact player to try and overtake the 49ers. It's a bit of a risk because they paid a hefty price. And for the Jets... We all knew what the story was here Jamal Adams wanted out Joe Douglas didn't have to make this move But the Seahawks just made him an offer He couldn't refuse And at that price he had to do it Because nobody was going to top that offer There's just no way I'm still shocked they got two first rounders Let alone getting a starting safety on top of it And then getting a third Even though they had to give up a fourth Still, that's an incredible haul Even if Jamal Adams is an elite player For the fact that he's not somebody That can cover a number one wide receiver Receiver or get to the Quarterback consistently as an Edge rusher I know that he's a Good free blitzer but still That's not the same this is an Incredible haul so for whatever Anybody was wondering about Joe Douglas and his ability to put Together trades like this we've Now seen him masterfully Negotiate trades on draft day We've also now seen him Masterfully negotiate the trade Of the team's best player for An outstanding haul this is the Biggest haul the Jets have Gotten in a trade Since Keyshawn Johnson In fact actually it's a bigger haul than Keyshawn Johnson Because the Jets got two first rounders There here they got two first rounders A third and a starting safety Although they did give back a fourth So outstanding job here by Joe Douglas But as we know It only works out if Joe Douglas uses these picks to build in the key areas, to build at the premium positions. That means edge rusher, certainly. That means corner. But what it also means is continuing that long-term build on the offensive line and putting weapons around Sam Darnold. That's the key here. They've got to do everything they can to shore up the positions that they're weak at that are so important on the football field, but also they've got to do everything they can to put Really strong pieces around Sam Darnold, And now Joe Douglas has plenty of draft ammo to try to do that But it's all going to come down to whether or not he can hit Is it going to be like when the Jets were able to get Nick Mangold? We're going to find out But for now, if you're a Jets fan You have to be excited for the long term Because as much as it hurts to lose Jamal Adams Who's 24 and an elite player The Jets now have a guy in charge as the general manager who seems to really know what he's doing. And in addition to being able to negotiate these deals to his liking, he also has plenty of ammo now to try and go out and get the best players he can to fill out the positions he really needs and to give Sam Darnold help. And as we saw in the draft this past year, it's very possible to get a guy that's Very highly touted as an offensive playmaker For example, at a certain point in the draft CeeDee Lamb went 17th So if the Jets can get somebody like that In this upcoming draft And then maybe somebody along those lines The following year They're going to be cooking with gas Easier said than done But this is a nice first step And as a Jets fan You have to really be happy with what the Jets got Because there's no way That they were going to be getting more than this From anybody else and with that, we will wrap up the show for this special Sunday edition. We'll be talking a lot about this and a bunch of other things surrounding the Jets throughout the week here on Play Like a Jet. In the meantime, if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the Jets...